Do you ever feed yourself with negative self-talk? Do you ever procrastinate and give yourself a million reasons as to why this just, it can't work. It's just not going to work out. Or can you give yourself a million reasons why not? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you may be engaging in self-doubt. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Shots of Serenity, where you can find dope conversations and a peace of mind. This podcast is not meant to be a replacement for counseling or psychotherapy. I encourage each and every one of you to seek out a licensed helping professional as you see fit. This podcast was established as a safe space to continue the conversation of mental health and all of its manifestations. Now, let's get into it. Welcome back to Shots of Serenity. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not already, go ahead and listen to the prologue. That's where I talk about who I am and why I decided to take on this journey as a podcast host. So today we're talking about self-doubt. And before we get started, let me be the one to say that it is normal, okay? I go through self-doubt on a daily, daily (laughs) basis. So if you feel convicted by anything that I'm saying, understand that it's normal. And if you don't, then that may be a little abnormal. Now, one thing about this podcast, I don't even know if I can quote him, but we are hot over here. And as Pastor Michael Todd would say, hot is humble, open, and transparent. I never want to put on a facade like I mastered all these concepts and I am just the most emotionally inclined person out there. That is absolutely, positively not the case. (laughs) So I want to kind of give an example of self-doubt that I think may be a little easy to relate to, being that we're just getting started in our relationship. I had some self-doubt doing this podcast, honestly. Still have it sometimes now. (laughs) In the midst of me deciding to make a podcast, I actually wanted to start a blog like years ago. But fun fact, I hate writing. (laughs) I don't like writing, and not because I'm not good at it, but because I second-guess so much. Like, I would write a paper for school and literally reread it and spend more time rereading than I took actually creating the content. When I started this podcast, I thought of so many reasons as to why this wouldn't work and why I shouldn't do it. I never really wanted to do it for like money or anything like that. It was really for me to grow as a person and also, again, create a safe space for other people to realize that a lot of us are going through the same things. And talking about it, bringing, a, bringing awareness towards it is very important. So I told myself, you're not a social media person. No one's going to listen to your podcast, which honestly doesn't matter so much. The whole point of it is to get it out there, be a voice, you know, not to be famous, not for everyone to hear, but even if I can just get one person to kind of relate to a situation that I've been a part of, 
that is honestly enough for me. Or even when I re-listen to my own podcast and I have my own self-actualization, that's really the reason why I decided decided to do it. So going back, I also bought a microphone and everything to start a podcast and I did not open the box that it was packaged in, much less the microphone itself, for honestly a good month and a half. And it wasn't cheap, but I did that because I felt like waiting long would allow me to procrastinate, to kind of not have to really do it. And I was really engaging in self-doubt, not finishing what I'm starting, you know, not opening the box to the microphone, which is like the holy grail of a podcast. Another way I engage in self-doubt is telling myself, why should I make a podcast about mental health or the self? There's so many other podcasts out there, like, it'll be okay. But then I had to ask myself, when I'm on YouTube, looking how to do a hairstyle or looking up like different ways to invest or to create generational wealth, I don't just look at one video, nor do I look at one host. I'm the type of person I love perspective. So even though I like how you did it, I want to see how another person does it. And maybe I can implement both methods. So I had to tell myself, like, shoddy, (laughs) stop, okay, stop. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles of self-doubt is realizing that you are engaging in it. So let's get a little into it, and I kind of want to talk about where self-doubt may stem from. Self-doubt may stem from negative talk from parents or even an abusive relationship. So, for example, again, I like using myself as an example because it's home. I have Caribbean parents and family members. So, you know, hopefully they don't feel attacked, but it is what it is. When I was younger, I was always, you know, thicker than most. And they will constantly tell me like, Jasmine, you're getting too big or this and that. And... It became such a thing where it's just like I didn't let it affect me. But then I realized that it was affecting me on an unconscious level that even though I never addressed it, that still made me feel some type of way. Like for someone that loves you telling you, you know, you look like this, you need to do this. I know that that doesn't mean they love me any less, but I feel like, okay, you could have came to me. You could have came to me better, (laughs) you know. And some experiences aren't always that nice or that approachable. Unfortunately, there are some people that do come from abusive relationships or even abusive family dynamics where all they do is consistently talk down on you. And all they do is worry about the negatives and what you could have done better as opposed to really engaging in that love and giving you constructive criticism and also praising you when you did good things. Another place that self-doubt can stem from are bad habits. So for example, not finishing what you start. If you want to start something and you initiate it but you keep putting the next step on the back burner, you have to ask yourself, am I procrastinating 
or do I not have the resources to fulfill this journey? And I never want to get it confused with putting something on the back burner because you may need to step away from it or that you genuinely don't have time at the moment and procrastinating. Procrastinating is when you know you need to do something and you know you have the resource to do it, but that self-doubt is the reason why you have not done it. The last thing I want to talk about regarding where self-doubt may stem from is a low self-esteem or a lack of confidence. I feel as though self-doubt and a low self-esteem may just be a cycle that with one kind of comes the other. This may be a little far-fetched, but I feel as though you can kind of use the two words as a synonym. If you have a low self-esteem or lack confidence, Self-doubt is really, it's a partner in that low self-esteem journey, honestly. If you don't believe in yourself, you don't love yourself, you're not your number one supporter, you're going to engage in self-doubt because you may already believe or think that you can't achieve something or that you're not good enough to do something. That will then go hand in hand with self-doubt, not thinking that you could even achieve those things, much less have the confidence to do them. And I want to be the one to tell you, whoever may or may not feel that way, honey, you can do it. You can do anything that you put your mind to as long as you're staying focused, you're staying consistent, and you're staying morally inclined. All good things would for sure come to you. And I'm willing to bet that. So we all know I'm about perspective. I wanted to kind of bring a possible theoretical perspective on doubt. Theoretically, doubt is having two contradictory problems or situations with the inability to choose one over the other, essentially. So to give a possible Freudian perspective, which is Sigmund Freud, Many of you may have heard of him. I'm not going to go too in-depth, but he's basically considered the father of psychology. So this perspective does involve the id, the ego, and the superego. And one would say that self-doubt can stem from a conflict between the three. Before I get into where this conflict may stem from, I kind of want to define all three of these aspects. The id is your innate desires. What you want, there's no further thought. It's your immediate satisfaction. And it's really based in the unconscious. So for example, if you know you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle and you come across some fried food, your id is going to say that be bus, okay? Like it's very savory. Like you're trying to get that taste in your mouth right now. Super ego is your morals. So the right thing to do. In this instance, there really is no right and wrong when it comes to dieting or living a healthy lifestyle. However, for the super ego, it's your morals. So eating fried food means a higher caloric intake. It can possibly be associated with high blood pressure, diabetes, if it's something that's on a consistent level. However, there's the ego. The ego is the compromise, more like the mediator between the id and the superego. 
So it's more of a conscience level. So the ego is going to make you question, am I going to gain 100 pounds just from eating one fried food meal? No. So your ego will tell you, you can have your cheat day, just make sure the rest of your day you're eating well. Make sure it's not something on a consistent level. So think about this interaction between the id, ego, and superego in regards to self-doubt. A lot of times there may be conflict between the id and the superego, and the ego aspect is trying to rationalize the two. So this conflict is completely natural. Making decisions are not easy. Don't know which one I want. I will continue to second guess both both options ultimately. Indecisiveness or an indecisive state of mind may lead to self-doubt and Being that we know that those three aspects of the brain work hand in hand, you can kind of associate it to how self-doubt may come about. And again, I know the examples I use seem pretty minute when it comes to big decision making such as staying or leaving a job, moving, divorce, everything else under the sun. But you kind of have to realize that whether it be a big decision or a small decision self-doubt is a real thing and it is okay to a certain extent now I'm going to keep saying this this does not mean something is wrong this is literally how the brain works we just heard a possible psychological perspective on it Now, if you feel like your self-doubt is something that has become so extreme where it is impairing your daily function, where it is impairing your judgment um, on a daily basis or something that's really hindering you, I strongly, strongly advise to seek out a helping professional, whether that be a counselor, a therapist, or someone that is knowledgeable about your circumstance, whatever that may look like. So to wrap it up, I want to talk about how to work towards betterment. First things first is to become aware of it. Not only become aware of self-doubt practices and its consistency in your life, but also think about where it may stem from. I did give a couple of very vague examples in the beginning. Self-doubt can stem from a plethora of places. <laughs> I would say to identify where that may come from or sit back and look when it happens. You know, maybe journal about it. Journal about how you feel in the moment and talk about when that self-doubt started and how it continued or what allowed it to stop. So kind of analyze yourself in a sense. I also want to advise practicing opposing views. So giving yourself that positive self-talk. So for example, if you're trying to start a YouTube video or a business or school and you're giving yourself reasons as to why you can't do it, saying that you're not good enough, stop yourself. And say, no, I am good enough. I'm more than good enough. 
what exactly is stopping me from taking the next step? And I'm not saying that is going to be easy. Positive self-talk is a practice. And it's something that you're, you're going to slip up on all the time. It's something new. The main thing is to stay consistent and aware of it. Another thing I would like to say is progression over perfection. No one's perfect. No one likes anyone that thinks that they're perfect. You always want to work towards betterment, towards progression. Every step counts. Every achievement counts. So think about that and give yourself grace when dealing with your self-doubt. Lastly, I want to say find ways to believe in yourself. Think back of all the achievements that you had, even if it has to go to grade school. Graduating from high school or moving from elementary to middle school, middle school to high school is an achievement. And it may not seem that big, but look back on it and think about how well you've done and how far you've come. Or even getting a good grade on an exam you know you studied hard for. Think back on those times and really be thankful and just realize that you can do anything you put your mind to. You are in a race with yourself, not anyone else. And that is where I would like to leave off today. You're competing with yourself, sweetie, honey, boo, okay? My love, you are competing with yourself. So give yourself grace. Give yourself appreciation when you make those minor, again, air quote, milestones and huge air quote, achievements, because those words are obviously defined by the person themselves, not the people that are viewing it. All right, guys. So we came to the part of the podcast where I would like to leave you with a quote of the day or the week, something to work on. One of the quotes for this week, because you did have one for the prologue, is by Susan Cassim. She says, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. So, I know we just spoke about doubt. I'm not telling you to go out and be a perfect, positive rainbow. But what I am saying is dig a little deeper this week into the self. (laughs) And ask yourself, am I being an excruciating critic to myself? Am I giving myself grace? And whatever that answer may be, there is no right or wrong answer. You just now have become aware of it. And now you decide what you want to do with that information. So for now, goodbye my loves. Thank you everyone for joining and being a part of this journey. Please don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Also, feel free to email us with any recommendations and or topics that you want to hear in the future. Our email is shotsofserenity at gmail.com. It's spelled exactly the same way as it is on the podcast. S-H-O-T-S-O-F-S-E-R. E-N-I-T-Y at gmail.com. So again, I'll see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for listening.